And the word of God tells us in Psalms 34, 3, praise the Lord. The Lord's name is to be praised. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt God's name together. We have gathered to praise our glorious God and praise God from whom all blessings flow. So today we declare that this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We ask God to remind us of the privileges we enjoy as his people, to come to him in moments, to confess our sins, to receive forgiveness and give it, to pray, to sing, and to listen, to renew our fainting spirits, to rest in all of your promises. Open our eyes to see you, Lord. Open our ears to hear your word. Visit us through the Holy Spirit and to help us celebrate our faith. We are joyous in our worship, realizing we need not ask you to come into our midst, for you are already here. We need not call you into the secret places of our hearts, for you are here. We need our eyes of faith to be open so that we may see, our ears to be unstopped so that we may hear, our minds to be sensitive that we may know, and our hearts to be tender that we may receive. So Lord, pour out your grace and your gifts of love. Deliver us from cruel and cold hearts and wandering thoughts and settle our minds and let us have a burning zeal that we may worship you in spirit and in truth. So almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Fellow worshipers, so we're going to talk about in this episode the greatness of God. Psalms 145, 3 through 7 says to us, Great is the Lord and highly to be praised. And his greatness is so vast and profound as to be unsearchable and comprehensible to man. One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty and remarkable acts. On the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wonderful works, I will meditate. People will speak of the power of your awesome acts and with gratitude and submissive wonder, I will tell of your greatness. They will overflow like a fountain when they speak of your great and abundance goodness and will sing joyfully of your righteousness. The greatness of God is essential to our lives. It is essential to who we are. Without even being aware, we see, hear, and feel the greatness of God. His greatness is in everything. The greatness of God is in all creation. His concern and his care for us is even involved and seen through his greatness. 
We have to recognize that we need him. We need to know that we have a great and infinite God who's in control of everything. If and when we recognize the greatness of God in our lives, we view things and do things differently. When we acknowledge the greatness of God, we aren't so easily angered. We don't complain so much. We don't worry so much. And we are not always and so discouraged. The greatness of God is important to who we are. We need to truly recognize that God is greater than any problem, situation, circumstance, anger, hostility, evil spirit, principalities, and he has all power. Ephesians 1, 19-22, God controls and knows all. When we are in situations and circumstance, God wants us to trust him to deliver and bring us through. We're his chosen people. We're a royal priesthood, as said to us in 1 Peter 2.9. That makes us heir to the throne of God. So, as proclaimed, if your father is rich in houses and land, why do we worry? Why do we complain? Why are we so discouraged? Why do we always go tit for tat and just go into places where we know God does not reign? Psalms 2.8 tells us, as for me... Ask for me and I will assuredly give you the nations as your inheritance and the ends of the earth as your possession. Like the greatness of God, he wants to give us the nations for our inheritance. We have to recognize the knowledge is great. When we think of incomprehensible, we are simply saying we can never understand the greatness of God. We can never truly know or imagine what God knows, what God does, and who God is. Our finite minds can only contain the greatness of God that we can think of. Because God created us, created us, he knows everything about us. Like that is amazing. He knows your flaws, your struggles, your weakness, your strengths. It's impossible, even though we are made in his likeness and image, to know everything about God. Even though God continually reveals himself to us, we still cannot famine the greatness of God. Everything comes, happens, ends, and begins with God. Psalms 139, 1 through 6 tells us this. O Lord, you have searched me thoroughly and have known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. My entire life, everything I do, you understand my thought from afar. You scrutinize my path and my laying down and you are intimately acquainted with all my ways. Even before there is a word on my tongue, still unspoken, behold, O Lord, you know it all. You have enclose me behind and before and you have placed your hand upon me such infinite knowledge is too wonderful for me it is too high above me and i cannot reach it so we can't really wrap our minds around the greatness of god but when we know what god has done for us when we think about the things that he has kept us from when we meditate on his word, 
then we can get a small peek and view into the greatness of God. God's name is great. God's name is great. Jeremiah 10, 6 says, There is none like you, O Lord. You are great, and great is your mighty and powerful name. His name is holy. He's holy. Deuteronomy 32, 3, I will proclaim the name of the Lord, O the greatness of our God. When we proclaim the greatness of God by honoring and praising his name, this is a name that requires submission, surrender, honor, acknowledgement, and praise and appreciation. His name is so great that a promise was made to Abraham and God swore by himself, by his own name, because there's no other name higher. Hebrews 6.13 says, For when God made the promise to Abraham, he swore an oath by himself, since he had no one greater by whom to swear. Like the name of God is great. And when we know the name of God and we're able to connect with the knowledge and understanding, we're connecting with the greatness. And our God is a great king. Psalms 47.2 tells us, For the Lord Most High is to be feared and worshipped with all inspired reverence and obedience. He is a great king over all the earth. The greatness of God places him above all things. There is no one or anything greater or higher than God. There is no one or anything greater or higher than God. So God, we applaud you. We acknowledge, shout, and praise you as king of all. As proclaimed in Psalms 95, 3, for the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. So what should be our response to this great God or to the greatness of God? We should be humble. There should be a humbleness in our worship. There should be a humbleness in our spirit. There should be an awe and a reverence for his greatness. We should bless and honor him at all times and in everything. And we should seek knowledge, be able to speak and acknowledge him in all things and in everything we do, which requires us to meditate requires us to study, require us to seek an understanding so that all difficult and challenges will become small because there is nothing greater than our Lord, than our Father, than the King of Kings, than our God. As proclaimed to us again in Psalms 145.3, great is the Lord and highly to be praised.
And I leave you and send you out with this benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance unto you and give you peace. And the peace of our Lord and Savior always be with you. And remember, at the end of the day, all you need is a worshiper's heart.